What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday or whatever day it is when you're watching or listening to this. Welcome to With Her Two Hands, the weekly podcast where we celebrate women rocking it in the trades uh, all across different types of trades. Women are very underrepresented. And this podcast is all about sharing their stories, celebrating with them, shining a light on them, and showing how awesome women can be when given a chance to do whatever it is they want to do. I'm your host, Bogey. You may know me from the TV show, All Girls Garage, but I'm a mechanic by trade and passionate about bringing more women into the automotive industry and all of the trades. Um, and tonight I am being joined by uh, our guest this evening is a woman who is equally passionate about bringing more diversity to the trades. Um, you've heard me talk lots about how women are very underrepresented, but let's be honest, it's not just women. Uh, the trades are heavily dominated by men and heavily dominated by white men. And so we are collectively looking to increase that diversity all across the board um, and see all different types of folks represented within the awesome industries that we know and we love. Um, we have a huge trades deficit in this country. And so uh, it baffles me that we're not willing to look at just about anybody who wants to, to join the industries that we're talking about here. So um, I'm very excited to be joined by tonight's guest. I think our conversation is gonna be fantastic so definitely stay tuned to the end. I do have to do a quick thank you to our sponsor. This podcast series is brought to you in part by Drive Time. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, definitely go check them out. They are all over the country and they are a used car seller, but they also re- habilitate um, all of their cars in-house, which means they have lots of folks that they employ and help find training um, and help find their home within the automotive industry, whether it's body and paint or whether it's mechanical, um, you name it, they've got a place for you if you're interested in exploring and just getting your foot in the door in the automotive industry, go check them out. But without further ado, let's jump into tonight's conversation and uh, meet tonight's guest. Hello, lovely. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Not much. How are you? I like your background. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Welcome. Thank hey. you so much for joining us. No doubt. No doubt. You know, I'm, no doubt. I'm digging yes, that background back there. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Amazon. Really <laughs> dope. <laughs> nice. nice backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, can I can I be like real here for a second? So I've mm. been so tired of this like plain black, like plain white background. So I did the Amazon search for backgrounds, and can I just show you? I spent the last hour ironing this because I was on the same track as you. It's black brick, right? Um, <laughs> but then I get it all ironed, and then I realize that I don't have anything to hang it with. Cause I don't have any push pins or nails in the house. Cause I'm an idiot. So, um, so there you go. So you're cooler than me. You got your background up and I didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't even iron it. I just put it up. So it's all. <laughs> well, it looks dope. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. All right. Um, before we get into just chit chatting, why don't you introduce yourself to the fine folks at home? So I'm Patrice Frazier. Um, I am a master welder. One of the only, Black female uh, welding instructors right now on the East Coast. Um, 
I did like projects all around this country, um, outside of this country. So, um, wow. right now I'm just trying to give the gift away. You know, I'm trying to get more people, you know, into it, you know, representation and, uh, kind of prepare them for what's going to happen when they do, you know, decide to hop up in our industry. So yeah. that's what I'm, yeah, that's who I am right now for right now, um, you know, working. For, for now. I know we're always a work in progress though, aren't right. we? Uh, <laughs> I've Absolutely. been following you for a while and I'm super stoked that finally was able to get you on here. But before we dive into to too much about current like current endeavors and kind of where we see room for growth and opportunity. I know we want to keep it positive because I love right. the automotive industry. You love welding, like we love our industries. We want to see more people join it. But let's be real, they're not perfect industries. They have their flaws, they have their problems. And like, I want to keep tonight focused on like how we can, where the room for improvement is, what are some action items that we would love to see the industry take and like what we can do as individuals in it, you and I, what we can ask other folks in the industry to do to, to improve things. But before we get into all of that, um, I want to know more about you and your journey because you've been a welder for like a minute. Right? How long have you been in the industry? Um, I think I'm coming up on like 14, 15 years now. So nice. uh, it's been a little minute. Um, yeah, I started welding just um, just a kid. I mean, I think I was, well, I wasn't a kid. I was grown. I was 24 <laughs> years old. I read the newspaper. Uh, that was in 2009 um, in the New York Times. And it, and it was in like the New York Post too, that they needed 200,000 welders then in 2009. So by the time 2010 yes. came around, I was certified in like, of course, like the basics of um, welding, you know what I mean? Like MIG, TIG, stick, a um, little bit of flux, you know what I'm saying? So I just went back to school, kept learning, and then I just left my home and just been on the road ever since. So I'm actually, this is my first time kind of being back home after, um, you know, these 13 years of just like kind of relaxing and taking it in. So that's how I started welding. Yeah. So was it like, was it originally strictly, uh, there's a need, oh my gosh, I see this article, all these articles saying that there's lots of needs for welders. And so I'm going to pursue that path because where there's a need, there's opportunity. Or like, was there something about welding that drew you in? Like, yeah, that's, that's like, that sounds exciting and fun. Like what, what about it? Because there's lots of industries that need people, right? Let's, right, be, right. let's be real. Why welding? So what drew me into welding um, is that it was like a monopoly of men, um, definitely white men. Um, so I was like, shit, if they doing it, I need to get a part of it because I mean, <laughs> they're like, you know, uh, leading in our, you know, in, in our lives, you know, these are the lead guys. So I was like, yo, I need to be a part of, I need to figure out why I don't know about welding at 24 and how I can become the best at it. So, um, I love it. And so you America. And fixing the infrastructures. So with me being a wanderer and a traveler that I am, um, I, I'm always looking at infrastructures. I'm always looking at certain fixtures and architects, you know, um, as a little girl. So I was like, well, man, I could do that. You know, I can help some people. If I lay down these nice little wells, you know, uh, I could save some lives. So, yeah. Okay. So if there was something you were like aware of in the, like beforehand, like you were seeing stuff and then when you saw the oh, need, yeah. it kind of flicked and read like 
It just yeah, always been a builder. Yeah, I've always nice. been a builder. Yeah, nice. always been a builder. Um, I I built a two story uh clubhouse. You know, shout out to my cousins and my grandma and everybody that allowed me to do all that. But yeah, nine years old, so I've always been a builder. So yeah. Oh seriously, when you were like that young, you were building stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a two story clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, and my grandma <laughs> let me use the Christmas lights. So I can like, you know, have some electricity in there and stuff. So yeah. That's awesome. So your like natural curiosity and desire to build and fix and make was was supported and encouraged when you were younger. Yeah. I mean, definitely if you got a clubhouse and like people could come over. So yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was that was it for me right there. No, that is pretty awesome to hear. But I love like I feel like you and I are have some similarity in that like when I first got into automotive, like I fell fell in love with being a mechanic kind of after the fact. But when I first got into it, it was like, this is all dudes. And like, like, so I was getting into it out of the challenge of it because I was like the little little girl reading Volkswagen magazines and seeing dude, 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 dude. And then seeing (laughs) like model girls in bikinis modeling in front of the cars and like, that's what made me want to get into it was kind of out of spite. And then once I got into it, I was like, oh, I love this. I fell in love. Right. Was it a similar similar sort of thing for you? Um, No, because I didn't know anything about welding like that. I just knew the money <laughs> that they made. I knew that they traveled. Um, I was 24, 23, 24 at that time. So, man, I, 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 I never even seen a welding machine. And if I did, I didn't recognize it for 24 years. Yeah. So, um. Wow. Really just reading that article really just sparked something in me and it just I just never turned back, you know. So um when I got into the class though, and the classes and now I'm on site at these, you know, now I was like, okay, this is exactly what they said it would be, but I was fine with that. Yeah. So how did you get your actual start? You went from not knowing what a welder was, seeing this need. And then going to take classes, like how did you figure out where to go to take classes, what to do, like for somebody else who may be like just in maybe in the same position as you, like I don't know where to start. How yeah. do you, how did you get started? So um, once I read, um, <laughs> once I read the article, I actually took my neighbor's dirt bike and went down and and actually rode the dirt bike down to the school and asked them like, is this right? You know, I took the newspaper <laughs> with me and I'm like, hey, is this? you know is this right do they make this type of money so once i went down to um it was called cc tech then it's cc tech now so um once i went down there and they made sure like yeah well then this is exactly what it is i was like sign me up so um i got signed up i think around in the summertime around this time around my birthday and then i was in their fall class so it's very simple you you know um it's easier now because of the internet and because of these things right here. Um, <laughs> but before you just had to do a little bit more research, but now you could just find your local tech school, you know, find your local tech school, talk to the counselors, see what's going on, see where you fit at. Um, and if not, you you know, they can always reach out to one of us and we'll figure something out, but go down to your local school, get the information, read about it. If it fit for you, get in there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. How long was the program that you went through? I think it was a year. I think I took advanced classes um, on top of it. So it was like a year, maybe. Um, I was working at night because I was still like like part-time. So I was still like working at like Walmart or whatever I was doing at that point in time. Nothing. (laughs) 
probably doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but um, I, I probably, I think I went half the year full time. Then I did the other half of the okay. year, like part time or something like that. So nice. Yeah. And was what part. was, what was the school experience like for you? Was it a large program, small program, all male, I presume? Or Definitely all male. Yeah, when I walked in the class, they thought I was there for like culinary arts or some shit like that. So <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because I, I don't like to cook. So I was like, wow, I'm about to cook your asses up in these booths real quick. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was all guys, you know, it was all guys. They was cool cats, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. they wasn't, um, it wasn't against or, you know, pressed against anything. They just was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, um, it's a chick here. Let's well, you know, so the okay. environment from my school was very welcoming um that's awesome to hear. yeah definitely for sure yeah so like the curiosity and like oh there's a girl here but not beyond that like there was no, no, no nobody tried no. to like convince you to take a different program like, oh no 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 okay. no no, no, no. <laughs> wow. we actually yeah it was a good time it was a good time and we was actually some good welders you know it was very uh competitive you know with it so yeah okay how about when you get out of school how was it finding a job in welding we know there's like a ton of need for jobs for welders and then you get out of school was it easy to find a job huh no it wasn't like <laughs> right like what's that about oh, okay like and, and not even a little bit you know what i mean um in 2010 let's say um when i graduated i graduated up uh, Around this time, like May, you know what I'm saying? Um, I graduated. So back in those uh little bit of few years back, um, yeah, they wasn't looking for little black girls in unions, they wasn't looking for females on work sites, it wasn't uh like a woman empowerment type of movement going on in. So um what I had to do is move with the money. So um I did the same thing I did with the welding um i read the newspapers but now i'm starting to read like newspaper with my grandmother because she is just like a just a dope being so now i'm looking at infrastructures being built around america so i just started okay. moving so i moved wherever yeah. the infrastructure were you know like wherever it was i was there uh working and doing contracts so yeah it took me maybe like a year and a half to kind of like get in the in the feel of like you know going to different cities going to different reading contracts because that's another thing they don't teach you in school is how to read the contract um they True. never even ask you if you can read while you know when you're in school so that should be like you know so yeah reading contracts was like, yeah um <laughs> reading contracts was a major thing and making sure everything was cool but no i just moved with the money after that year was done and i kind of like stayed around um and I think I was working at Walmart overnight. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. So I, I moved straight to the South. They said the best welders was in the South or in the West. The South huh. was the closest. So I moved straight to Georgia. Yeah. Interesting. I I applaud your like creativity and trying to find something to find a position and find a job. I'm curious what kind of responses you were getting when you were applying for jobs initially mm -hmm. in the New Jersey, Philly area? Cause you were, you were Jersey or you were Philly? Cause you're. No, I was, oh shoot. I was putting applications for everywhere in the tribe. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, rushing up to like, you know, everywhere, you know? Um, and as I look back, maybe 
I just wanted to leave anyway. So maybe that's just really what it was. Like I like these contracts up here was cool. These little, you know, not these little pop mom and pop shops, anything like that. But I was more so of uh I want to do a big project. I didn't want to leave for no reason, you know. So okay. it was it was scarce up here, very scarce up here. But yeah, well, just were you being too? So were you being like turned down for jobs? Like were people saying like, oh, just we just don't have anything available? Were people being like? No, um, we're not interested in hiring a woman. Yeah, like, nah, I didn't even get a call for them to even tell me, like, how <laughs> they, I don't know. They just never called me back. So I put applications. I just never heard nothing back um, until this little company in Atlanta called me and um, I left. So now, I'm and curious. I, and I if, left, hold on. And I left for $12, $13. $13. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was starting, was. See, see that in and of itself is like a gripe I have with the trades. Like it takes, I got to go to school for this. I got to get certified in this. And Mm -hmm. then my starting salary is 12, 13 bucks an hour. Are you kidding me? Mechanics, we tend to start slightly higher than that. Maybe like, ooh, 15 or 16. But we have to buy $20,000 tools just to get started. That part, right. And then we wonder why we don't have people in the trades. It's like, well, could we maybe like pay them what they deserve? Yeah, I mean, the I, money's there eventually, right? Like you can testify to that. It is there eventually. The money is definitely but there. But that starting point, oh, that Ooh. starting point is painful. Yeah, it is. And I wish I would have just paid attention a little bit more to TIG welding. And, you know, um, if I would have did my research a little bit more and just study um, other than just chasing the money, I would have just focus more so on TIG welding. So these days, um, they have more options, you know, so that you, you kind of see what is needed in the welding industry and what is, you know, what is paying. So I just was out there free, really, really nilly where the money at, I'm out, you know? So, um, and I only had a year underneath my belt. So, I mean, what do yeah. I really expect with a year, you know, coming in? So hmm. that's fair. That's fair. Did you, so you went into a lot of like industrial welding and structural and that kind of stuff. Was that always the draw from like when you were younger and wanted to build clubhouses? Like, was it always, were you always drawn to structural? Did you consider doing other types of welding? No, uh, yeah, I always liked the tedious. I love the engines. I love, you know, the handrails, the glass, you know, that's what I really was into. But the structures were just so like, mind blown when you come onto the site and there's nothing there and you're there for three months and you slowly see this thing like form you know um it's amazing so i'm i'm actually definitely a tig girl um and that's not really big structural right now it never really been but i i I'm also you know um i'm really like in but i just love welding how about that <laughs> i love it shit little shit you know what i'm saying uh in the back of your house stuff i just love it you know as long as it's safe <laughs> i'm welding it you know i i appreciate that caveat as long as it's safe <laughs> so, so i'm curious patrice you've worked in lots of different areas of the country at this point have you experienced uh, like different attitudes in these different parts of the country towards women towards black women, people of color in general? Like, have you noticed differences within the welding industry in these different parts of the country? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I didn't grow up 
I didn't grow up like um with a lot of outside, you know, like racism or sexism and stuff like that, or whatever, you know, all the isms, you know. So once right. I got into the welding industry, that's what kind of really taught me about, yeah, uh everybody, you know, ain't really down with what you're down with, but they need the skill, you know. So yeah, I experienced a lot of racism, a lot of uh you know, harsh words and getting fired a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's what made me such a badass welder because I got fired so much because, you know, <laughs> um, big, well, companies, instead of just telling you, you know, they want to use you for this project, you know, they would, they would contract you out and they'd be like, well, we just need you for the whole contract. But really, they just want you to do like the tedious things like the TIG welding or whatever they need you for. And then right. maybe uh, if they like you or, that's usually not the case. Usually they just be like, hey, yo, you know, today's your last day. You know, you oh, need yeah. to take your little ass home. So, yeah, it's, it was very cutthroat. Very cutthroat. Very cutthroat. Um, and would I blame it on my, me being a black female? Uh, maybe a little bit, but I just think a lot of people are just unhappy. You know, I think um, the world just need a little bit more self-love. And then... Mm you know um i think it will be a little bit better but i can't just blame everything on racism but a lot of people just it's miserable shit. you know like that's just really it you know so um yeah I I, you're not you're not lying i, I mean but i honestly if we're gonna like if we want to dig into that like let's go i feel like those are two sides of the same coin to a degree like you said the world would be a better place if there was a little bit more self-love Absolutely. I feel like we'd have less of the isms if there was more self-love too, because so I many agree. of the isms, sexism, racism, homophobia, which isn't an ism, but it's an ism. You know what I mean? Right, like all of that, it. right? Like all of that stuff stems out of like fear, mm -hmm. I think. And mm -hmm. when you have more self-love, you don't have the need to put others down regardless of who they are or what they look like. Right, right. You want to waste the time or the energy. You just would look at people as humans. That's how I look at it. You know, I look at people as humans. I'm a human being. You know, I'm, I wear these hats and these titles because this is just what I was born in. But um, I don't go into situations looking for uh, anything to divide me up until they divide me up. You know what I mean? And right. then here we go with, you know, now you got to sit back and kind of realize, like, is this an unsafe place? You know what I mean? Because right. people that are, you know, um, not happy, they do unhappy shit. You know what I'm saying? Anything can pop off just because they're going through whatever they're going through. So, um, yeah, I definitely experienced a lot of that. Um, I experienced that, you know, I experienced that this year. I experienced, I mean, I don't think it will stop um, because it's like a 90 point, 99 point something that they're not going to see another black female welder. So I'm just like disposable right. to them, you know? Have you experienced, I'm going to like, just, I'm curious on the flip side, because sometimes I hear generally white men say like, mm -hmm. oh, well, as a, as a woman, you actually have an advantage because oh. you stand out more because you're special because why is my screen all of a sudden doing a disco do you see that i don't know what's happening a little bit <laughs> yeah i do oh my goodness um this might be a really trippy uh video stream for you man it's the energy it's the energy man <laughs> 
<laughs> you wanted me on your it podcast. Oh, my goodness. You wanted me on your podcast, I, I did. <laughs> 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 this is fascinating, and I don't know what to do about it. So we're just gonna deal with it, and you guys Let's are gonna go. have some tripping. It looks dope. Right. It looks dope. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, what the heck was I saying? Oh my goodness. Um, do women do women have advantages over men? Oh yeah, like I've I've had people say that, like oh because you're a woman, like you get opportunities because because you're a woman. I'm like okay, hmm. so there's a certain degree of there is a certain degree of truth to that, right? Because like. Um, I stand out. So if I do good work, people know exactly who I am. Hmm. If I'm the only woman on the field, then they know me. If I do bad work, then I also stand out. But if I do good work, then it can be an advantage. Do you feel, have you ever been, have you ever gotten any advantages? Have you ever felt like it's been an asset, like standing out a little bit? I mean, I think it's good for their assurance. I think it's good for their company. Um, having a minority and a black girl. I mean, it's just good for insurance or something like that. It makes them look not as, you know, um, as whoever they want to portray to be. But yeah, I, I definitely have an advantage over a black man because the black man is the strongest human alive. So like, yeah, um, I, I think whoever's hiring, however they're feeling, is is how you get hired um men more so definitely black men i get picked over them all the time um interesting because they don't look at me as a threat like that like a a physical oh, threat interesting. you know what i'm saying so they look at me like oh well we can kind of control her you know she could be controlled we don't have to worry about it you know we could talk to her crazy it's not it's not going to be a big thing um so yeah i definitely um See the advantages of women being picked over men if the company is um, on that type of time. If they are just going for the look and not the actual skill, absolutely. absolutely. Interesting. That's that's a really interesting point that you bring up, that being, being Black was a disadvantage as a minority, but being a woman actually became an advantage as yeah. far as being being a person of color and being female made you less threatening. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's an I hadn't thought about that. That's a really interesting, really interesting point. Were were you always the only woman, only black woman, black person on site where you were at? Yeah, my whole my whole career. Really my whole career. Um it took me seven years to see another female welder. And that was at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And I, and I, you know, I waved to her and, you know, I was like so geeked up. Because I was like, you know, I was like, man, I was like almost, like I was welding like the, the actual roof. So like I looked down <laughs> and I seen this little, you know, her ponytail. So I'm like, oh man, there's a girl. So, I, you know, I rushed down there, you know, um. And like, you know, I introduced myself, but she is just like, yeah, like she just played me off. But, you know, I forgot her name, but she was dope though. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, she was a dope chick. I can't hear you. You went out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. Okay. All right. Woo! Apparently my fancy stuff isn't working. So we're going to go back to the non-fancy stuff. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. 
Um, I do not know what's happening. I can fix a car, but I apparently can't mm -hmm. handle a microphone. Um, Miss Monica, um, mm -hmm. she uh, is also amazing and has been a guest on With Her Two Hands. So definitely check out her episode. If you've been disrespected at work, cool. how do you handle it? And what, to, what do you do to get past it? If you have to work with that person to finish a job, fantastic question. That was great. Um, you want to answer? You want me to answer? Go ahead. This is all about you. Hey, man, protocol, man. You know, you gotta, you gotta stick to the books. You know, like you know, women, we're emotional, so we just want to cuss them out or something. But just stick to protocol. Make sure, like, you stick to your contract and make sure they're doing their job and if they're not doing their job report up the chain that's it you know don't let it go unnoticed don't leave that work site without nobody knowing what's going on document it you know um and get help that's it you know what i'm saying you got to work with them just try not to punch them in the throat how about that <laughs> good <laughs> good advice all the way around um as much as we want to right i mean that's the thing right like as much as we want to it's not the most effective means of dealing with things. But right. I'm curious to dig into that answer a little bit, because I personally, I have had the experience of, you know, I try to deal with the person. If that doesn't work, I go over over them to the next level of management. And that's blown back at me at, at one particular place, not always. Thoughts on that? Has that happened to you? How do you handle that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been disrespected in front of like the owners, you know, and I've uh, been sent home. So my thing is, is like, hey, man, you're a welder. Find another job, you know, like always keep that open. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's always going to be a challenge. You know, no job that you work at is going to be a smooth selling somebody in there miserable, you know, so um, I'm, I'll always just make sure I keep like two, three jobs, two, three contracts where if they start cutting up, I can still, you know, not put my life behind because somebody want to be an asshole. So I always look for, you know, that's why I got so many jobs on my resume is because hey, you just got to keep it pushing, you know, got to yeah. keep it pushing. Don't let that one person, you know, uh, you know, redirect, you know your path and your plan like stay on your plan and keep it going yeah hey i it's it sounds easy it's easy to say it it's not always easy to do it have you Absolutely. had times where you felt like oh my gosh this isn't worth it this is yeah. a lot of struggle i don't want to do this anymore oh, and how yeah. you through those times um man i just look for more money <laughs> yeah you know i look at it like hey yo y'all want to treat me like shit, then i'm gonna go somewhere else at least they'll pay me more money to be treated like shit. let's start it over you know um it's very hard even in the miller um interview that you've seen i started crying um and it wasn't because i was emotional about the questions it's because the people that was around me the people that i was working with they was just being such you know just just evil that day like they wanted to you know um make an example you know out of me in front of these people you know what i'm saying and while doing that they're disrespecting them so that was my last day you know that that last uh that miller uh thing yeah that was my last day in that shop because nah you know it's, it's not gonna go down like that you know what i'm saying so um 
as I got older, you know, uh, being in this industry, I just learned how to move a little bit better, you know, um, and don't let your emotions kind of take over with just one or two people, even if there are, you know, your supervisor and his board could be like the floor manager or something like that, man, forget them. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you just stay, you know, you focus on you and what you got to do, you know, um, ain't nothing going to be perfect. Not the money that we're making is going to come with some sacrifice, period. Listening to you, I mean, there's such a place of confidence that like you have to have to be able to say like, if you're not going to treat me well, I'm just going to go somewhere else and and know yourself worth. Did you always have that? Were you always that person who just had a really strong sense of self? Where did that come from? Did that grow over time? Tell me, tell me where this power comes from in you. <laughs> Man, um, I got to say this power um, in me come from the women that raised me you know i was raised by older women um, multiple uh, my great grandma was alive when i was a little girl um so i just was raised by very strong women um so once i got the skill down i could lay down a bead with my eyes closed i'm gone like it ain't like <laughs> once i once i owned into the skill and i knew that these hands work like that yeah, no, that was it. So owning the skill and making sure like you are the best in practicing and keep and, and, and when you go home, read about welding and look up the best welders. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did. So um I just always been an informational girl, you know. If it if it makes sense, I'm with it. Very logical. So um this confidence just come from me um in my DNA. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> I love it. So you have such a fantastic story and your, your attitude is so admirable and, um, and hard, right? Like, again, I know it's easy to say, it's a different thing to like to do and, and in practice. Um, so I just, I want to acknowledge, like, I feel like, you know, as, as a white woman, I feel like I have, I have a little taste of what it's like to be a minority in my industry, right? I've had a taste of what that looks like, but it's a baby taste. And I can only, I can't even really imagine what you went up against and to continue to overcome those struggles and folks saying whatever they have said to you over the years, I'm sure. Some wild ass shit. I am sure. Like I've had some wild wild ass. Yeah. You know, but I never believed them. So, I mean, y'all can say what y'all want to say. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I just looked at it like, okay, so you take me as a threat, you know? Um, And that's a, that's kind of weak to me. So once a person, you know, showed me any of those isms that we was talking about, oh, you're food to me because now you're not owning on on the skill of me helping the company now this is personal you know um i work for many companies where they didn't even want to give me a shirt like this to wear outside you know they used to tell me to take off my hoodie and take off my shirt so people won't see me outside representing their company so it's been this is why i'm here so the next female minority i don't care who you are like you gotta have representation that you could do it you know so Hopefully the next girl that comes up, you know, don't have it as rough because I gave them hell 
while I was here, you know? So that's, that's the point, you know? Cheers to that. Absolutely. I, I think a lot of folks from you and my generation, right? You've been in a similar amount of time that I've been in it. And I feel like we had a hard path coming up, but we yes. love our industry anyway, despite the hard path. And it makes yeah. us that much more passionate about like, I want to, I want to do something different. I want to make it easier for the next ladies that come up. Absolutely. I got nieces, you know, I got nephews, you know, um, now I have, you know, um, this following now, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, nah, like I'm, I'm going to kick down as many doors as I possibly can, you know, so they can be on a lit path. I don't want them to be on a dirty in the woods, scary path in this. I want it to be lit and paving, you know, with butlers and midgets. I don't know, but I want it to be, you know, a smooth path for them. You know what I'm saying? So when they get to into my path, they can actually look back and like keep going. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, no, nah, I wanted to be lit for them. You know, is that what drew you to teaching? When did you make the transition to becoming a a teacher? I, you're you're still a doer. You're still doing all sorts of stuff, but you decided to start teaching. Where did that come from, and when did that start? Man, I, I finished the Buckhead Martyr Bridge down in Atlanta. And then I, I went to Tennessee for like a bank or something like that. And I okay. was like, man, I can't take all these contracts. Like, I can't take all these contracts. I have to give the skill away. The Lord gave it to me, and it was a natural skill. So um, I figure if I could teach as many people, you know what I mean? Like, if... The scenario, if my neighbors is making $8 an hour, you know, and I can give them a skill that can give them $20 an hour, maybe they won't rob me or maybe they don't, you know, go and rob a bank or something for some money. They have a little bit of like, you know, um, self-confidence about themselves. So I'm looking at it like that. Like if I can help one household and they can make over a hundred grand, you know, you could change communities with this, you know? So that's how I looked at it. I, I love that. And you're so, you're so right. I feel like there are so many jobs that are accessible that do provide really great income that you don't have to go to college for or graduate school for, or all of these things, which realistically are not options for a lot of folks. Right. And so there are these great career paths that a lot of people just don't seem to know about. And I love mm that you're looking at this as a way to improve the community as a whole and to give back to your community as a whole and, and bring people up with you. Yeah. 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 And the community don't know about me, you know, um, the welding industry obviously knows about me, but my community has no idea because it's not a lot of welders, you know, around for us to even look at, you know, like I said, with us sitting on only 8% with black, welders period um it's it's hard to see that because they see me they be like oh you're a plumber you're a mechanic they have or if i'm at like a club or if i'm backstage somewhere and or i'm in a vip they have no clue that you know that i'm a welder they think that i'm just something totally different you know what i'm saying so when i tell them i'm a welder and they see me pull up in these cars and i'm with these women or whatever light that i'm doing at that point of time um i kind of kick it to them right there like hey yo i'm not no singer 
I I'm not an entertainer, you feel me? But I'm next to these people because I work hard and I make the money to be next to these people. You know what I'm saying? Um, entertainers, they don't build anything. They don't, you know, not saying anything like that. But if entertainment just drop off the face of the earth right now, it would still be a need for welders. You know what I'm saying? So I kick it to them right there. Like, hey, it's a it's a skill that's needed. That's why I'm here in this club and this VIP because I work, I work 60 hours to be here and uh to do what i have to do so like um and this is why i look like this because the younger generation is going to respect me with a flannel on well this is just me anyway but with a flannel on and uh my work boots on they're gonna look at me like man you 30 you know what i'm saying we ain't trying to be no welder so you know i always make sure that i can like relate to the youth you know what i'm saying um with me being an older woman now you know um thank god that the lord you know bless me like this but um I, I you know i gotta relate to them so i'm gonna give it to them you know make sure i'm in their sight you know and make sure they can know like you can do it how is is it just lack of knowledge or lack of exposure to welding and, and other trades as career opportunities or like it, is it just lack of awareness or is there a stigma oh, around definitely it? a lack of awareness okay it's definitely a lack of awareness um and it's old uh uh this racist saying like uh pull up by your bootstraps that old saying you heard that be like you mm-hmm. gotta pull stuff up by your bootstraps but bitch, if you don't got no boots or no straps just like when you get a job you got to go to walmart get your get your steel toes and whatever like if there's nothing to pull on you're just going to go down you know what i'm saying so the welding industry is very much so uh monopolized it's just like the welders died like the old school welders died with their stinger in their hand they even teach their kids how to weld you know what i'm saying because they knew how special it was so at this point in time you need the welding industry needs my culture right now you know it's not we need it like you can't not teach us no more about it for real yeah 100 yeah. the welding industry mechanic industry plumbing construction all of these trades like they need people yeah they need people period they are so hurting for people and yet there's still this well but i don't want to hire a woman or i right because and sometimes i feel like and maybe tell me if you've experienced the same thing like sometimes management like upper management is all about bringing in whoever mm-hmm. it's the hiring person or the oh. people on the floor yeah with it right? yeah 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 it's the politics you know it's the politics you know um people don't want to get judged you know what i mean people are very um scared of a lot of things you know what i'm saying so it's always the workers that got a problem but the boss understands the actual you know uh the actual goal you know what i'm saying but i mean hey you know like you have to kind of you got to work with it you got to work with it you got to see where you fit at you know so and you fit anywhere you know just as long as they're like you know just not like disrespectful you know you it's just it's going to be hard because that's the industry unfortunately right like and and we hope it'll change i feel like there's been a lot of effort put into like how do we attract more women and and minorities to these industries 
Like, how do we attract them to the industry? How do we spread the word? How do we let them know about these jobs? But if the industry hasn't made space for us yet, hmm. if they haven't accepted us yet, then we leave, right? Like, I don't know if, if you've experienced this or seen this. Like, I see a lot of women coming into mechanical. And then after like four years, they're like, this, is, this isn't worth it. This is too hard. Right. Not the work, but the dealing with the people. And so we lose them because we haven't made space for them within the industry. Do you see that in welding as, as well? Oh, absolutely. And it's just not with women. It's just people. You know, a lot of people just can't handle it. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. But at this point in time, they need us. So right. I look so at it like, man, just keep working. They need you. <laughs> They need you, like, like, like beggars can't be choosers. God damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ, like, you know. So I look at it like that now. Like, hey, you need me, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm here to do my job. If I don't fit in your box when it comes to like, you know, um, the politics side, um, well, you're not gonna get your shit welded. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. 100%. Right. And and it's going to come a time like I feel like we're coming to a crisis point in this country where we're not going to have people to fix the things that make the world go round. And at a certain point, like it's going to crumble. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to crumble. People going to get hurt. It's going to totally. be serious. The infrastructure, the cars, the everything. Right. We're, it's yeah. It's going to be serious. You know, because there ain't no robots that could do our jobs. You know what I mean? Like they can help out, but ain't no right. robots for all this AI and all this. It, it, it ain't gonna happen. You know what yeah. I mean? We might gotta worry about that at the grocery store, but it will always be humans building. You know what I mean? Because you know, that's just it. So um I think we just gotta man, listen, man. If we gotta knock on the door, we just gotta kick the door down. You know what I mean? Now we gotta like, you know mob up outside you know what i mean and just get it done you know what i'm saying um because it can't go on like this anymore yeah you know um it it it, 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 it can't they're not gonna make the money that they they want if they don't let more people in so let me ask you something if if you had the ear of industry right if right now let's pretend in the audience listening to this is you know folks who are our decision makers within the industry are folks who can determine what the culture within the shops and out in the uh, the field are. Um, and maybe you have the ear of people who are working in the field. What, what do you, what do you tell them? What do we need to do differently to be better? Hey, people just need to get over their own insecurities. People need to get to the new age, you know, everything, nothing stays the same. You know what I'm saying? So it might have started off all one color, but it got to end multicolor. I mean, that's just like, that's just what it is. You can't keep, can't keep nothing to yourself, you know? So I think if they just open their minds um, and kind of focus on the logic of it, like, oh, this person can weld, this person can fix cars this person could do whatever they need to do for my company let me just hire them give them my opportunity without putting any of their personal thoughts into it you know what i'm saying so i think people just need to open up 
um and get over the old way because that way isn't anymore you know it's too much too much knowledge out here you know it's too much it's not gonna last this is not gonna last like it's not so okay. it's gonna just be a whole bunch of you know just fighting and shit, you know what i'm saying but you need your work done the logic is you need this built get hire the people give them an opportunity you feel me that's it that's really that simple you know and um don't breach contracts and like you know <laughs> you know and make them feel like shit while they there you know what i'm saying so they can like you mess up professionalism like right. be professional <laughs> yeah be, at least stick by the code you know they they try to derail go crazy you know i mean because it's all about the money neither one of us is bigger than money you know so how can someone someone like me or you know i'm i'm not a person of color i am a white woman like i said i have a taste of what it's like to be a minority but it's just a small taste of it, it but i i consider i'd like to consider myself an ally um and i'm sure there are a lot of white men who who would like to see themselves as allies somebody who wants to see more diversity and wants to support women and people of color within the industry what can they do what are some actionable items that you would like to see these folks doing y'all gotta come together right and then when <laughs> y'all come together y'all gotta make sure that y'all bring us with y'all you know what i mean because if, if if it's already in your hands right um and um let's say this um even now you know with uh me being historic because like i'm i'm literally a historic welder right now but people will still you know um not give me the same opportunities um you see my face everywhere you know when it comes to it but the same but i don't have the same opportunities as my um counterparts at all you know what i'm saying so they might use my face but they're not giving me any generational money or anything that can like help me out personally other than um representation and that's cool for me you feel me because I, i've been in this industry making good money for years you know but when it comes to um setting us up you know what i'm saying making sure we're straight and, and giving us a fair pay rate and make you know like that's what matters you know so yeah you might get hire us for 15 dollars, 20 dollars on your work site so you won't look racist you know what i'm saying but you know damn well that the dude next to him is making 45. that's crazy you know what i'm saying or you might see me on a commercial and that's cool but the people that's not on the commercial the people that they're not hyping up they're making the money you know with the same companies you feel me outside of this so it's like don't, just don't use us you know what i mean just don't use this just not to look racist like set us up so we can like help the next generation like you know like y'all like a lot of people do i'm not even just gonna say white people it's not even about white or black it's just about communities that work together let's say that like yeah so, like help us out just don't you know just don't use us you know what i mean yeah like, that's really it and put us on you know what i'm saying like put us on to this fight those people in these companies that's just like oh yeah like yeah that's cool send her a shirt or something and and and, and uh let's do something with with him or her face or whatever but don't give them no knowledge don't 
put them on a tour. Don't, you know what I mean? Send them to schools, you know, and we can see all this. Like, we can see all this online. Like, who's doing what? Who's getting sponsored by who? Endorsements. Tell me one black welder that's getting endorsed or sponsored or pushed like that. You. Right. You. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> it's it's cute. one of those, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a step in the right direction where like, even, even if it is out of guilt and I don't want to appear racist as a company that I'm going to, you know, put a, a person in a position of visibility because it makes me look good as a company. Right. Um, even if their motivation or reasoning for doing that is wrong, it's still a step in the right direction because it does increase that visibility. And, and I think if, if she can see it, she can be it. If he can see it, he can be it, that your face being visible, whether, you know, you deserve that to be there because you're skilled and you're experienced and you're talented and you've been rocking it in this industry for a long time, but whatever their motivation is for, for hiring you or using your face, like whether their motivation is wrong or not, I think there's still a, a, a benefit to your visibility. The oh, next absolutely. Step, absolutely. Right. But like, that's like the first step though. Right. Like the next right. step is like, let's actually welcome people regardless of what they look like and not have it be a and thing back on. and back and on. Back them. I think that's one of the biggest things I've seen on the mechanical side is there's a lot of gatekeeping of information in general. Like the, the men do it to each other too, right? You oh, said yeah. like the old guys, they die with their skills in their hands, right? Like I'm not right. letting go of this. So they gatekeep in general, but they gatekeep specifically when it comes to women and specifically to other outsiders, people of color that they don't want to have there. And so I think from what I'm hearing from you and what I've experienced myself is like what we need from other allies is like make space for us, like make space for us, promote us, share your knowledge and bring, bring us all up with you when you have that opportunity. Like if you see a person of color or a woman out in the trades and they're a minority, like give them the opportunity, like give them the opportunity to learn more skills and promote them and put them out there and, create space for them you know agreed agreed uh, yeah yeah definitely create space but just open the door just, just open the door you valley and uh let us work you know what i'm saying um and, and it will be a better place but until then i mean let's go i'm down for the representation um you're gonna see more of that coming in um because i've been i've been kind of focusing on that this year that's why i haven't been doing podcasts that's why i'm so happy to be on your podcast because now i kind of relax <laughs> a little bit you yeah, know you got a bunch of stuff happening you got a bunch of stuff kicking off right now don't you do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about all this fun new stuff that you've got oh, going man. on man yo i mean other than you know with miller's dope you know i'm working with um a dope um company in new england uh with the prisoners um i have um a lot of you know uh just a lot of dope things like it's just uh, <laughs> uh, like i just a lot of dope things man but <laughs> it's more so of me getting people in into welding it's not like you know anything crazy exciting but it's more so of seminars and 
um, meetups and making sure like, you know, I'm present where, you know, these women and where any welders is at, you know, um, I'm trying to, to be there um, so they can see that I support them regardless of regardless of all the things that we talk about, I still support, I do most of these things free when it comes to representation, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I got a lot of big things. You're going to see me soon, like, you know, um, on your telly. So hopefully that will change and that will open up a little bit more too. I love it. You have so much fun stuff going on. I, I just looked up at the clock. It has almost been a full hour. I want to be respectful of your time. Are you okay with us going a little bit over the hour? Because I feel like this hour went by like yeah, technical on, difficulties B. and we've been Yeah, chatting. come on, B. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what you're doing in the prisons? Because I think that's really exciting what you're doing. I love how you say like it's just about creating opportunities and it's no, not nothing glamorous or nothing big deal. It is a big deal. It's a huge deal. What you're doing is huge. Like. Can you talk a little more about well-jointed, about what you're doing in the prisons? Like what, what's right. coming down the line? What's coming down the line is definitely um, getting into the prison systems, you know, um, helping people that might not see it. You know, uh, television is coming down the line. Um, so I can have a bigger, uh, you know, a bigger face out there um, for sure. And definitely opening it up to my community, to, you know, the arts of welding. And a lot of people be like, well, you're a welder. How does that mix with the arts? And it does, you know? So mm -hmm. it's more so me breaking into my community when it comes to um, the LGBTQ community, when it comes to um, the hip hop community, you know, um, when it comes to the arts, I'm more so focusing in on, uh, on that. You know, so that's basically what's going on. And of course, me recruiting and teaching um, and placing people in jobs where they need to be. That's, you know, that's my everyday. So, yeah, I mean, with the, with the, yeah, I can't, I can't speak on uh, certain things with that, but you will see it soon for sure. Okay. You will see it. All right. So everybody who is watching, who listens to this later, um, who watches this later, you got to go follow this woman. Keep up with what she's got going on because she's got a lot of really cool stuff going down the line. Um, where can people find you, Patrice? Where where should they follow you? Where can they keep up on your latest and greatest and what's happening in your world? Man, I, you can find me on the gram, man. I'm like a gram girl. <laughs> Catch me on the gram. You know what I'm saying? Um, but nah, I'm like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, okay. um, your local strip club. I mean, I'm there. You know what I mean? Try to recruit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they got they got metal. They got bars at the strip. So like, you know, um, uh, fair point. Your, fair your, point. Your, your local uh, museums, uh, anything like festivals and things coming down the line, I'm going to try to be there, um, awesome. just to represent the trades. Um, and you have so. a website as well. Oh yeah. Oh yep. yeah. <laughs> Welljoining.com for sure. Uh, that's definitely always up and popping. Um. But I'm here. I'm very, you know, I'm in reach, you know. Um, I'm here, you know. Shit. I'm I'm he I'm outside. It's the summertime, B. So 
So I'm outside, <laughs> okay? So, And yeah. there may be something coming in the near future. Uh, Patrice and I may be doing some collaboration on something. So stay tuned to both of us because, was it is it August? Oh, yeah, the meet and greet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The meet and greet <laughs> on the beach. Shout out to all the welders that's watching this. Y'all want to come to Atlantic City, August 5th, 6th, that weekend. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm going to have some dope people from the trades, dope people from, like, the art world, music, and, like, painters, a whole bunch of bike riders. You know, we're going to get, you know, a couple people together, and we're going to chill on the beach and um talk about And I'm going to do my best to be there because I want to support what you're doing. And I, I I love your approach to this because it is about exposure, right? And then... Like I didn't, I wasn't exposed to being to mechanics as a career path. I definitely wasn't exposed to welding as a career path when I was a kid. Um, it, I, I wish I'd known about welding when I was younger because I love it. Like I am loving. I'm new to it. I'm a baby in welding, but I am loving it. And I wish that I'd been exposed when I was younger. I would have gone down that path maybe. But I love that you're taking this approach of. Um, you know, how can we expose people to this work in a way that's not traditionally been done for exposing Absolutely. people to this work? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely taking a different route. Like, I'm not, um, I'm not really worried about the welding industry right now because they made it clear, very clear that, you know, um, that they don't really want to um, help me out like that. You know, they want to they want to show me off, but they don't really want to help me. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just going to focus on the on the people and the things that I love, you know, like music and art. Like, I'm going to go to them and, and get their support, you know, and bring yeah. it out a little bit more because the welding industry is just an old-ass industry, and that's just it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. going to go a whole different route and uh, take the other half of myself that's not a welder and go into these industries with the people that I already knew, you know, that I'm just, when it comes to dance, it comes to ball, it comes to, um, whatever it is, um, I'm reaching out to those people. So now we can collab, you know, um, but yeah, I'm kind of not really off the welding industry like that anymore. Um, when it comes to, uh, representation and making my company go out a little bit farther is, is kind of like, you know, you kind of see exactly what they want and what they, what, what they want, you know? So, yeah. and I'm a well, part of it. I, I am a part yeah. of it, but I'm not, um, I'm not what that is, you know? So I'm going to reach out and go to the people that is, you know, people outside of welding period. I, I feel you. And I feel like it's this thing of if, if, if they won't make space for us as, as women, as people of color, as any other minority, like if the industry won't make space, then we have to make our own space. Yeah. Right. And like, just show up. And I feel like the more we attract people to these industries, the more they show up in numbers. And the reality is like you've said many times, the more in need these trades are for people, like eventually like, it has to, it has to, right? Like things have to shift. I mean, or should go down. I mean, I don't right. know. You know what I mean? Right. Or <laughs> the infrastructure in America go down. I mean, what you want to do? And, you know, and like, then hopefully that will get changed, right? Hopefully. Yeah, like, or you, you grab a handrail, go on to church, 
right. you on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you want? You know what I mean? So, I mean, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta go there for yeah. them to change. But I think our generation, like I was born in 85. So I think our generation is a little bit different from our past generations. Like we have a more broader outlook. We don't really look at color. I don't meet any races. I'm a little older people. than you. Right, right. But what I'm saying is. But yeah. <laughs> right. We don't, you know, we didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with color. Even my friends didn't grow up with color like that. So it's more so like the older people kind of getting a over their ways and then all the minions that's following it is not the right thing it's not a good thing and it's not going to end well you know it's definitely not going to end well so you might as well just let us in and And women is the best we're the best welders so you know um, i i have heard even like old white men testify testify to that say that women naturally make better welders absolutely like the hand-eye coordination like i've heard that often so you're not you're not wrong there. And I I I think I'm excited about the future generation because kind of to your point, like there's less and less in these future generations of seeing jobs as gendered, seeing jobs as you know, belonging to certain races or certain classes or certain whatevers, right? Like right. there's less and less of that. Like I've said a million times, like I tell a 50-year-old man I'm a mechanic and he's like, You're what? Right. But I, Right. But I tell a 10 year old boy I'm a mechanic and he's like, cool. Oh. Right. Right. Do, 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 do. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like ain't, ain't no thing. Yeah. So, right. so hopefully times are changing. Hopefully. But I, I applaud everything that you are doing to, to increase visibility, increase awareness, to spread the good word about these trades. And I, I want to, I want to say to folks who are listening, like, yes, sometimes it sounds like I am like being down on the trades and, like the sexism and the racism and the isms that exist within the trades. And it sounds like I'm being down on them, but the reality is, is I'm being down on the trades because I love them. Right. Like because I love the trades, I want to see them thrive and be the best that they can be. And it hurts me when I see all of the negativity that exists within the trades. And so where I'm coming from, where I feel like Patrice is coming from, correct me if I'm wrong, is like, is a place of like, I love you, trades, and I want you to be the best you can be, and this is how you can improve. And this Absolutely. is where I see we have room for growth. Yeah, I think that's the only way it will improve. That's yeah. the only way. If you equal out the playing field. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I want to be respectful of your time. We've already gone 10 minutes over. So my final question for you. Um, you have the opportunity to speak to little baby Patrice or another little girl like you out there in the world. What are your words of wisdom, of advice, of hmm. whatever to her? Hey, listen, own the skill, man. You know, just own the skill. Once you got the skill down, you can go anywhere in the world. That's it. Just own it. You know, practice, you know. The same people that we're talking about, all the isms, all those people, hey, you take their skill. Take the skill that they daddy taught them and they uncle taught them and you master it, you know, and you travel the world and you live your life, you know, don't give up. Just own the skill. That's it. Because they can't take away that. They can't take away your skill. So I'm going to say own it, master it and ship it out. You know, that's it. You know. And stay happy and stay on your journey. Don't let 
this old shit bother, you know? Um, there's people here like me and me and yourself that's, you know, out here fighting. So like, yeah, just own it. That's why I would tell myself a younger me or uh, a young girl, master the skill, be the best at what you do and get that money. I love it. I love it. I feel like you and I could talk for another like two hours. Um, but, um, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do that to you. We're going to talk more offline. I feel like we need to have more conversations like these because I feel like, you know, we are starting to see change in the industry, in the world. It's slow going. Sometimes it's not as fast as we want it to be. Um, but these kinds of conversations are, are the seeds and where, where change starts to happen, um, is the more we can talk about all of these things and these difficult topics and conversations. So um, thank you for your willingness to join me on here. Thank you for your willingness to talk about some some not so easy to talk about topics. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful. I hope folks at home, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. I think we need to have more of these topics and conversations um, in the future. Go out and do amazing things in the world. Um, I'm so grateful, Patrice. You're phenomenal. Keep doing what you're doing. You are knocking down doors and doing big things. Folks at home, make sure you follow her and keep up with everything that she's doing. Um, I got to do a big, big thank you to our sponsor, Drive Time, for helping make this series possible. Without them, uh, this would be much more challenging to continue doing. So thank you to them. Um, thank you to all of you at home for joining us and spending an hour, a little over, um, of your Wednesday evening or whenever you are listening to this. Um, you can catch this on YouTube from here on forth. And you, of course, can catch this anywhere where you can get your podcasts. Um, I just discovered that there's this thing called rating podcasts. So make right. sure you rate this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, whatever you listen to podcasts on. Uh, make sure you rate like, it. make sure you subscribe. Um, come back every Monday night and every Wednesday night. So every Monday night, we have an archive episode. Um, this coming week, we have an automotive journalist this Monday. She, hmm. her episode aired about three years ago. She's a, she was the first, um, female, um, editor in chief of a big automotive magazine. So she's oh. a rock star. Yes, ma'am. And then Amen. Wednesday, we have another very exciting guest, uh, a female mechanic, um, from Brazil. Oh, so, yeah, yes. so we're going, we're going international. So make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you stay tuned. Keep up with with her two hands. Um, go make something amazing in the world, and remember to create space and hold space for others in all of your journeys. Um, again, Patrice, thank you. Until next time, guys. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another, and we'll see you next time.